Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 105 in Edmonton. Hour number two of Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Hugh Porter and Digitex. Digitex have our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all. They can be doing it all for you right now. Uh, a little bit later on, we'll go to the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. We're going to hook up with Luke Pierce. He formerly coached the Kootenai Ice. He's the new, uh, he was, oh, where was he? He was, I think he was in Fernie in the BCJHL or Merritt. No, he was in Merritt for a number of years. Um, but uh, he's going to be an assistant coach to Brad Lauer this year for the Edmonton Oil Kings on a River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. River Cree has Steve Earl and the Duke's 30th anniversary of Copperhead Road. September 23rd. You can text us at 630-630. It's brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. This is Oilers Now. We have Edmonton sporting icon John Short in studio. John, just before we get back to you, uh, we're going to go to the Westlock Ford text line. Mitch says, Bob, awesome radio, my friend. Great to hear John's voice. Robin uh, Brownlee has texted the show to say uh, great segment with John, your friend Cam Moon. This is gold. Terrific job. Tell John the John Short executive suite is ready for him in Red Deer. I don't know what that is. Sounds like a pretty good deal. <laughs> it was a good deal. Quick story. I I was going to go. I called, I let him know late that I was going. He said, John, there's the playoff time. He said, there's not a seat in the whole place. I said, but I really want to see the game. I'm going to be down in the neighborhood. He said, leave it to me. And up where the the spotlights are set, yeah, yeah. I was up there in one of those booths, treated very well. They even put a carpet on the floor for the time I was there. There you and, go. And they put a sign on the door for the whole process. Red Deer always does it right. This text comes in saying, Bob, John Short was the voice that consoled me after the Oilers' loss in 1986 and the Gretzky sale in 1988. I needed his calm presence. Uh, another text out of Lacklebish, Alberta. Bob and Brendan love this show with John. The only thing I remember about... Oh, where did it go? See, the, what happens, John, is this thing recalibrates on the fly. The texts are coming in um, so quickly here that I, I've lost... Uh, okay. 
love the talk with John. The one thing I remembered about Wayne was how many really good players in the NHL said he was fluky. There were some. Yeah. That's that's kind of hard to believe. Uh, uh, Topher says, Bob, uh, are you going to be in trouble for having John on the show? Uh, no, we ran it up the flagpole. No, we're not having it's. We're having fun, man. It's the middle of July. This is what you do. How could you be in trouble? I I, I don't have any criminal charges against me. There you go. <laughs> there have been people that have had criminal charges that have been on various shows in the city at times. <laughs> Mitch in the Greater says, uh, I wonder if the Glenn Anderson trade story by Mr. Short and the ultimate silver lining by not trading him... Uh, can uh, be tied back to the orders and how they shouldn't have traded Taylor Hall. That one comes to us from Mitch and the Greater. Well, that was a tough trade. That was a very controversial day in the city of Edmonton. And by the way, it shows you how things can change because in the first year of the deal... It was a great deal. It was a great deal. This year, a little bit tougher. <laughs> and and the benefit to Hall was that he needed the lesson that he got being traded. Yes. Uh, one more for you. Uh, here we go. John Short is awesome. He was the first person I heard that did a really professional, inclusive, respectful sports talk show. I would listen every night, and whenever anything controversial happened, I always wanted to hear John's opinion. All right, here's one for you for me. I remember one night, this actually happened. These were your first three guests. Wayne Gretzky, Warren Moon, Don Horwood. I Those were your first three. I'm thinking to myself... If you're Don Horwood, and you're, and I always had, as you know, a soft spot for the University of Alberta, later went yes. to work for them for a yes. number of years, um, you're on the show right after Wayne Gretzky and Warren. Like, back to back to back, those were your three guests. That's And, and that was part of your identity, wasn't it? But but you, as a longtime listener, knew yes. when I said any sport, any time, was. I wasn't kidding. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I sit here now, and my connections are much more shabby than they were, um, but I sit here, and I pull for this 17-year-old soccer kid whom I've never seen play. Right. I want him to elevate the level of soccer responsibility and and response in Edmonton. Uh, I, I care now. You're talking about Alphonse Davies. I'm talking about Alphonse Davies. I'm talking about the Edmonton prospects who have worked really hard to get into a community where things were difficult for them. I, I mean, how can you be a sports fan yeah. and say, well, it doesn't bother me that we lost a lacrosse team. I didn't go and watch the lacrosse team, but I wanted it here for those who like it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very partial to the teams from here. I think people know that. Obviously, I, I care tremendously about the U of A's teams. I'm an Eskimo fan at heart. They're not as well run as they once were, uh, and they're challenged in that regard to have... The, the, the other thing that's occurred here, John, over the last 20 years is the Oilers specifically. That brand, that strength in northern Alberta, it is, in spite of the frustration especially this past this, this, this last year is a terrible year uh, the team was a massive uh, disappointment uh, but it has never been a, in my opinion a stronger like we host Oilers now when I deviate and talk college football or talk CFL football or uh, talk soccer which I in time have become more interested in People don't want to hear it. They they want they could talk Oilers round the clock down, John. That's uh, what, that's true. And, and the point is, they always could see. But you are known as Oilers now, now. Right. so you, you're, you're label, supposed to be. Your label is on right on the time frame. Mine was sports talk, right. any sport, any time. And and I loved the fact that I could get make a phone call at ten o'clock at night to Ontario and have a tennis player 
stay up George Chevallo. Uh, George Chevallo and I were good friends, as you know. Yeah. And and I had as much respect for him as for any athlete I've ever dealt with. Because I mean, to 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 take the disrespect that he had across Canada for all the years, and then he has two great fights with Ali. Yeah. And and. Well, it must have been a fluke. It wasn't no. a fluke. He was rated in the top 10 in the world for 10 years. Bob, if they put you and I on a ratings list across this nation, now this is the world. Yeah. Top 10? Okay. He could I'd take a punch, him. couldn't he? He was a tough guy. And <laughs> and if he hadn't been a tough guy, the the tragedy of Off his, of his, his later family. life yeah. would have destroyed him entirely. He lost, what, two kids? And, and, and a wife. And a wife, yeah. And, and you ask him about it. And he said, you know what got me through? I know what got him through was this wonderful heart that he had. He said, my friends got me through. He said, the phone rang. People brought me lunch. Yeah. Here's the toughest guy physically that you're ever going to meet in your life. And he had a heart like a marshmallow. Ali <laughs> never put him down, did he? He, no, he, not twice. He, well, the only guy who ever... Nobody ever put him down. Joe, Joe Frazier actually dislocated his eye with a, with a left hook. Right. Didn't put him down. Didn't put him down. He could, uh, Foreman, Foreman had him wobbled in the fourth round, and I thought, last time I talked to George, he said I was going to win that fight. And I said, why? The, throwing wide punches in, in boxing, they call it punching outside the window. Right. And he said he was punching outside the window. I was going to get him. Because they were, George saw what was going to happen. And, of course, Foreman never had a great reputation for stamina anyway. Right. As Ali exploited as, as in round blew. eight. So he was going to win the fight. Yeah. He, want, he always wanted to fight Sonny Liston. He wanted to fight him. I said, why? He's because he don't want to fight me. That's why. Yeah. I told George all he wanted to know. <laughs> well, you're a big boxing guy. You're also a huge fan growing up as a kid of the Detroit Tigers. I am still a fan of the Detroit Tigers. I have to ask myself every so often why that is. Right. <laughs> but I grew up there. Yeah. I mean, you're Windsor, right? I was born in Toronto. Lived in Windsor. Oh, you you know my story. Right. There was family died right. when I was young. Right. Mom and dad before I was five. So I lived a lot of places. I, I, I went to school part of the time in Michigan. I went to school part of the time in Ontario. I went to school a little bit in Connecticut. I didn't learn anything in any of those places, but right. I went to a lot of different schools. Did sports and your passion for sport keep you out of trouble when you were younger? Bob, you could say it kept me out of most of the trouble, but not all of it. Right. <laughs> well, that's good. You, you need to get in a little bit of trouble. John Short joining us. All right, John. So, uh, you know, you were a compassionate voice for Oilers fans throughout the uh, 80s and 90s and into the 2000s. There were some tough times in the 1990s. The team missed a playoff four straight. People say, what the hell are you talking about, Stoffer? There's been tough times 11 of the last 12 years. Uh, yeah, but there's been a silver lining to that, and that's Edmonton's been gifted some terrific players. And we'll hit on that coming up in a couple minutes. But just uh, how pleased were you that the Edmonton Investors Group, led by Cal Nichols, was able to secure the team away from the uh, previous ownership? Well, it was necessary. And the reality is that, that Peter Pocklington would have sold the team to anybody he got permission to sell it to. And one day, the public in this community is going to recognize that without some guy named Batman we might well be sitting like Houston saying, gee, we'd love to have an NHL team. Right, Les Alexander. Exactly. But, there, well, Houston is now saying what we might have been saying if, if Alexander not gotten his way. One of my favorite stories is the television station here that went down to talk to Vegas after Peter floated the, 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 the kite that they were moving to, to Vegas, and the mayor said, sorry, I've never heard of Peter Pocklington. Right. <laughs> 
It's an you know, and I, I know a little of the background because there was a, a couple financially prominent families that actually decelerated their interest or backed off the financial contribution as Kelnickles put the Edmonton Investors Group together, uh, 38 separate owners. But it was a, a special moment. Let me ask you this, and I know you're friends with Cal. Uh, and full disclosure here, uh, you know, Ken Nichols was in my wedding party. So, you know, uh, Ken, well, we're, there's, we're there's talking about two people who like and respect the Nichols. Right. We, we, we both have a lot of time for the Nichols. Uh, I think Cal should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. I don't think there's any doubt in the world he should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. He should be in the Alberta Sports Hall of Fame. He should be in every Hall of Fame that's got to do with all of the things he's done in sport. But he's got an incredible social conscience. The things that he's done that he doesn't broadcast, that you know some of, I right. know some of. I don't know all of them. I, I don't either. Yeah. But, but I remember uh-huh. one day I was with Cal and somebody said something about wealthy guys with no social conference, co- conscience. And and Cal looked just a little bit edgy. And yeah. he said, he said, I hope you're not including me. And the guy did, he, he the conversation went absolutely nowhere from there. Cal didn't get angry, but he said, honestly, we spoke later. He said, if he doesn't think I've got a social conscience, he hasn't been looking. Yeah. Well, I, again, I... I but per- he should be in every Hall of Fame. He didn't is. save the team once. He saved it twice, right? Because first it was the SOS campaign yep. when Pocklington still owned the team yep. around 1996. And then in 98, uh, then eventually was putting together the EIG. And, and the, I mean, that's an interesting story because Toronto, quickly criticized the big group, the 38-member group. Right. And the most influential broadcaster, hockey broadcaster in our country, maybe the most influential of all time since Foster Hewitt, is a guy named... You know. You're going to say Don Cherry? No. I'm going to talk about the guy who guides Don Cherry every day. Oh, Ron McClain. Ron. And he asked me if I could come up with information so he would make contact with Ron McClain. And he spent as much time as needed, and Ron McLean understood that it was a sincere group, yep. and it would be held together. And so, quite quickly, the the story from the East got to be less doubtful. And, right. and of course, at the same time, some guy named Batman bought in and said, hey... Uh, they should have a team here. They can put it together. I trust this man enough that he'll lead it as far as it needs to go. One of the reasons that the group, as you say, some organizations, some individuals backed off is because they realized they weren't going to have big enough voices in right. a group of 38 people. Right. It wasn't economic at all. It was, was psychological in some well, way. Well, they're also used to running their own show, right? Absolutely. So when, they, when they have that sort of clout and power, I mean... But they weren't going to have the bo- the big voice that they that they required. And And some of them didn't. Some of them had a lot of money and, and, and traditionally haven't wanted a big voice. Like, you know, and, and I'm going to go back to, at that time, Harold Rusin was a guy that was the, I, I believe he was the president of WIC mm-hmm. before WIC sold off a bunch of their assets. That's when uh, Chad was under the WIC guys and mm-hmm. so too was Global. Oh, by the way, they're, uh, so was ITV. Ironically, they're back together yeah, now. It's, it's funny. It's funny how that works out. But, I mean, it, it, it was a really intriguing scenario uh, from 1998 to 2008. John Short with us. John, we mentioned another name. I said you went from Wayne Gretzky to Warren Moon to Don Horwood. And Ray Turchansky, uh, when Bill Hunter passed away, I remember specking me in our days on Total Sports uh, on the other station. We had Ray Turchansky on the show, and I said, Ray, is there a guy today that has a personality close to Bill Hunter in terms of his ability to... uh, to drive interest and passion into his sport. 
And he said Don Horwood. And, you know, Don's whole act of basketball. And that was on your show. That's where it originated from. Maybe if you could just shed some light on that relationship. I, when I first met Don Horwood, um, and I, my show had by that time caught fairly, fairly well in town, and I went to the university one day to talk to somebody else, and I was introduced to Don Horwood. And he said, oh, I've heard about your show, but not much. I said, well, listen to it, and sometimes you should call it. And he said, what do you mean? And I said, well, Jim Donlevy listens to the show, but does not phone. Claire Drake listens to the show, but does not phone. And so what do you get is complaints from the the university supporters saying, well, why don't you do more on, on, on college football and college hockey? And Horwood said... I'll phone. I said, well, you're going down south. You're going to play two NCAA teams, and you will forget to phone each night. He said, I will phone after every game, and he did. Well, the story I like is they went down and played Cal State Bakerfield, Bakersfield or somewhere, some secondary University of California school, and they lost by, I don't know, 60 points. Oh, that was the other line. He said, I said, you're going to get the, the doors blown off. You're going to lose by 40 points. He said, no, we're going to lose by 60, but I'll phone. Yeah. He phoned, and all he could talk about was how well Rick Stanley did against a potential star, right. NCAA All-Star. And he said, he said, Stanley held this guy to 12 points. This guy played 12 minutes or four minutes or six minutes. He did all he wanted to do, but, but Horwood turned it into a positive. Yeah. And, and but he, he called you when they lost, and, and yeah. I know from my days at the university, we had a lot of coaches there. I don't want the results, though, when we lose. I'm like, to hell with that. they got to be out there when you win and when they lose. Well, see, you would have, if, if you remember, you would have heard me say that to coaches. Right. Oh, you were going to call yesterday. I, I didn't want to embarrass my kids. Oh, you don't mind embarrassing the other kids. But you're not going to embarrass your kids. And so the, the message would go out. I don't want to hear from you unless you're going to tell me about your team, win or lose. I mean, you do it. You've done it for years now with the Oilers. They, you don't sit here and say, well, I like the guys and I've got a good relationship with the organization and they lost 6-1 to one last night, so I'm not talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to be honest with you, John, when the Oilers get spanked on the road and we come back, because we fly back after the games now, as yeah. you know, uh, when when they get if they go on a road trip and they lose four or five games and let's say they lose their final game and they're slipping out of a playoff spot, there's no way he's hosting the show the next day when we fly back. No, I'll come, I, I get in at four in the morning. I'm like Brendan, don't worry, I'm coming in because I'll take. And my attitude is, I gotta be there. Hey, I know what happens when the team wins. When the team wins, everybody loves the broadcast. There's more that comes with the territory, but you gotta be there when you lose. And I learned that from your show. Well, so we we did it as you know through some really tough years. The the economics were not good. Pocklington's ownership situation was not stable. There were a lot of players who openly didn't want to be here. I remember sitting a cross from four of them in a eating place on White Avenue, hearing them say, I don't like the coach, I don't want to be here, I'm not happy about it. So I pensioned it in a column a couple days later. I mentioned the names. I didn't mention yeah. the coach. I didn't have to. Mr. McTavish will certainly remember this. Kevin Lowe was so mad at me, he didn't speak to speak to me for years. Yeah. Literally not for years, because he thought I was assassinating the team. I was just doing what needed to be done, I thought. Yeah. All right, we, we're going to have about three minutes left, and when we come back in Oilers Now after the break, we're going to find out what John's doing today and get some quick thoughts on Connor McDavid. This is Oilers Now. 
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show. Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. 126. We have uh, roughly 150 seconds left with John Short, Edmonton Sporting Icon. How do people follow you on Twitter? They type up your name, John Short, and it comes up. And, yeah. and it's amazing. I've been doing it for three weeks. Yeah, and every day people want to talk about, and it it, it feels a little bit like the old sports talk right. show. You've got you ask for opinions, and I'm yeah. asked for opinions. You might have seen it, and all we do is just just go back and forth the way we used to. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so we, we you, you watch Gretzky and his evolution. Connor McDavid, and look, there's only one Gretzky, but Connor McDavid really is an entirely different animal, isn't he? Given the physical gifts and the skating ability that he has, maybe honest to God, and I saw a lot of ore. I saw how. I saw all the, the, the wonderful players. He may be as talented as any man who ever played the game. And, and does that make him the best hockey player in the game? That's where you and I can have a discussion. Yeah. Uh, there, There is a difference between being the best athlete and the best player. Will he be the best player? Not need out. He may be the best player now. He's certainly the most talented. Uh, is Edmonton going to win Stanley Cup? He's not this year. <laughs> not this year. Will they win a Stanley Cup with Connor McDavid on the team? Unless there are some terrible errors made, you can build around him and take some time because he's young. I have one com- concern about the Edmonton sports fan base. Bob, you, you know this. I've said it many times. Every time Edmonton gets a first-round draft choice, oh, he's going to make it immediately. Yeah. Yamamoto was going to make it immediately. Late birthday, yeah. Pugliarvi was going to make it immediately. Now we've got a first-round defenseman. Late birthday. Going to make it first round and be a superstar by Christmas. I think he gets nine games. I don't think he stays the season here in terms but, of Bouchard. But now I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the fan sure, base. Yeah. And so immediately when we as fans guess wrong on a guy, it's his fault, not ours, because fans can never be wrong, right? And so you, you say, well... Yamamoto didn't make it. Maybe this year he won't make it. Now they don't even look at him sometimes as a guy who should. See, and I think that he's got a chance to be here quarter of the way in the year. Yeah. I, I I don't disagree with that, but I get so frustrated that immediately, first round draft choice, and you hear somebody, well, big big article yesterday, yeah. somebody said, Edmonton's got the best supply of young talent in the entire league. Maybe true, maybe not ESPN. True. ESPN uh, put that out. Uh, fine, but we're talking about the best supply of young talent in the team. You're not talking about the depth. You're not talking about the age. You're not talking about a whole bunch of things. You're talking about pure talent, and you don't always win with that. John, uh, we went a uh, full hour here, and uh, you had a saying uh, when it came to everybody's opinion. Everybody's got a democratic... Everybody's got a democratic right to be wrong, including the fans and me. There you go. <laughs> and uh, some of us have lived by that. Let's, uh, let's do this. Can you uh, swing by again sometime? 
you ask, you and I were good enough friends, Bobby, and you you always, you called my show, I'm available to your show. All right, there we go. That is Edmonton sporting icon John Short. We have uh, Luke Pierce coming up. He's the new assistant coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings. We're going through a bit of a rebuild. Uh, we're also working on another guest, but right now off to a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.